So this is something I have. I didn't open it, right? But it says, So this is the dress she wear when she signed the Declaration of Independence. And I have it here. That's Oren Kagan, Rachel Cohen Kagan's grandson and closest living relative. Cohen Kagan was the representative of WITSO, the Women's International Zionist Organization, and one of only two women, the other being Golda Meir, who signed the Declaration of Independence. In 1949, she was elected to the very first Knesset, this time alongside ten other women representatives. Twenty-five Knessets later, which is to say today, the 120-seat legislative body remains only a quarter female. Hey, I'm Mishi Harman, and this is Israel Story. Israel Story is brought to you by the Jerusalem Foundation and the Times of Israel. So Israel is turning 75, and we feel this is a moment for us to step back and take stock, to ask where we came from, where we are, and where, for God's sake, we're going. And in order to answer those questions, we decided to go back to the basics. Our series, Signed, Sealed, Delivered, looks at our founding moral compass, Megillat Ha'atzmaut, or the Declaration of Independence. 37 people signed Megillat Ha'atzmaut. And over the course of the past several months, our team has diligently tracked down the closest living relative of each one of these signatories and interviewed them. We talked about their ancestors and families, about the promise of the Declaration, the places in which we delivered on that promise, the places in which we exceeded our wildest dreams, and also about the places where we fell short. And it is through these descendants of the men and women who, with a strike of a pen, gave birth to this country of ours, that we wish to learn something about ourselves. Today we'll meet Rachel Cohen Kagan and her grandson, Oren Kagan. He'll present one of the many political perspectives we'll be featuring throughout the series. We'll be right back. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey listeners, it's Mishi. Last week we released our 50th wartime diary. This week is Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaut. And as a way of marking this milestone, and these dates, Yochai Meital and I will have a series of onstage conversations in New York and Cleveland. We'll discuss the process of creating wartime diaries, talk about some of the challenges we've encountered, the dilemmas we've had, the insights we've gained, So if you want to hear what covering the evolving story of this war has been like for us, we'd love to see you at one of our events. 
All the details are on our site, israelstory.org. And meanwhile, wishing us all calm and peaceful days ahead. Technion Israel Institute of Technology is where some of Israel's brightest minds ask the biggest question of all. What if? What if they could take on the world's biggest challenges? What if they could develop life-changing environmental, scientific, health, medical, and technological discoveries that will make a huge impact on Israel and the planet? But they don't just ask the question, they answer it too. They turn those ideas into reality. They make them happen. To see just some of the incredible things they've achieved, get the Technion Booklet of Wonders at ats.org slash wonders. We hope it inspires you to give them your support so they can keep doing what they do best. The American Technion Society. World-changing discoveries by Israel's brightest minds made possible by you. Okay, we're back. Here's our producer Zev Levi with Oren Kagan, Rachel Cohen Kagan's grandson. Rachel Cohen Kagan was born in 1888 into the Zionist Lubarsky family of Odessa. Her father, Yaakov, was one of the founders of the Chovavet Zion movement, which meant that, growing up, Rachel hobnobbed with many of Odessa's leading Zionist figures, such as Achad Am and Chaim Nachman Bialik. You know, as one does. She studied math at the University of Odessa, and in 1913 married Dr. Noach Cohen, a physician. A year later, just before the start of World War I, he left for Palestine, and Rachel, who stayed behind with their newborn baby, had to wait for five long years before she could join him. It was therefore only in November 1919 at the age of 31, that she boarded the Ruslan, a ship that brought over so many of Israel's future luminaries that it is sometimes nicknamed the Israeli Mayflower. After 21 tumultuous days at sea, they docked at the Jaffa port on the third night of Hanukkah. Once here, Kohen Kagan became active in Haifa, mainly on matters of social welfare. Following the death of Henrietta Sold, she was appointed to the Vad Halumi the Jewish National Council, and put in charge of the Social Welfare Division. Among her most notable accomplishments was the establishment, alongside her famous pediatrician's sister-in-law, Dr. Helena Kagan of Tipat Chalav, a network of baby wellness clinics across Israel, which managed, within the span of just a few years, to dramatically lower local infant mortality rates. In the Knesset, she promoted the first legislation to secure equal rights for women. But her comprehensive, progressive bill was thwarted by the religious factions within the coalition. As a result, she angrily resigned from the Knesset and was elected chairwoman of Witzo. Cohen Kagan later on returned to the parliament and fought openly and fiercely for women's rights to divorce, for equal service for women in military combat units, and for the strict criminalization of domestic violence, which, in the early years of the state, 
only carried a weak mandatory minimum sentence. She was, on many accounts, far ahead of her time. And for that reason, perhaps, her name has sunk into obscurity in Israel. She remained active up until her death in 1982, at the age of 94. Asked once for the secret to her vitality, she said, Actually, I have only two talents. I know how to relax, reading a book, listening to music, taking a walk, and I have a positive genius for sleep. Here she is, recalling her mood upon signing the declaration on that Friday afternoon in May 1948. I remember exiting the museum after the signing. The sun was about to set and the skies were still clear and blue. But looking westward, the sun colored them red. And there was something symbolic about that. It accurately reflected our mood. Blue represented our hope, our serenity, and our joy. And the red, of course, stood for our fear of blood and fire. I'm Oren. And I'm grandson of Rachel Kagan, and I'm a software engineer. I've been in the United States for almost 12 years with a startup company. Came back, have three kids, live in Haifa. She lived in this house at the top apartment. My family lived at the ground floor. So I would go and visit her daily. She had a chair between the stories. She would go one, and she would sit and rest. Another one, you sit and rest. My uncle said that she was a lousy cook. This is his words. I can tell that there was always ice cream in the fridge, vanilla, mocha, and strawberry. That's the classic trio. I think I would go in order. I would take the strawberry first, then the vanilla, and then the mocha. This is the invitation. Adon Nichbad, inenu mitkabdi nishloach lecha bazeh azmana lemoshav achrazat ha'atzmaut. Dear sir, we are hereby honored to invite you to the occasion of the Declaration of Independence, which will take place on Friday, the 5th of ER, May 14, 1948, at 4 p.m. at the Museum Auditorium, 16 Rothschild Boulevard. We ask that you keep the contents of this invitation and the location of the gathering a secret. Guests are kindly asked to arrive at 3.30. Sincerely, the Secretariat. This invitation is personal and non-transferable, and the dress code is festive, dark clothing. This letter was written in a masculine language. She has her badge, and she needed to replace the Mr. with Mrs. in handwriting. No one printed a badge for women. As an activist feminist, she was the only one who signed the Declaration of Independence. It was her and Golda Meir. And she was basically representing women because she came from Vizzo, and that's it. 
she had kind of a spiritual experience. And she said that she would look at Ben-Gurion uh, calling the Declaration of Independence and didn't think it's real. Ben-Gurion said everyone will be equal and will treat everyone equally regardless gender and religious and age and, and all of that. That is one of the important pieces of the Mikilat Atzmaut. And she thought she was quite naive that let's do it. We are the most fabulous nation in the world and we came back to Israel after 2,000 years and we established a new state. Let's do what it says. But then she found that reality was much tougher. She was very quiet. She wouldn't argue in loud voice. She would say her opinion and she would fight for it, but quietly. After the Declaration of Independence, there was the first Knesset. The printing of posters was an important part of Israel's first election campaign. 1,200 candidates from 21 parties to be chosen for 120 seats by an electorate of under half a million. She was a member of the Vizzo party that was supported by women. The campaign is reported as being a pretty noisy affair, but that was quite natural on such an exciting occasion. I think it's the only time that there was a party for women. All shades of opinion, from the United Religious Front to the Communist Party, had to be expanded by loudspeaker and by poster. Anyone, Jew, Christian or Muslim, who was over 21 and was in the country before last November could vote. Proportional representation is the system. And she, as a lead of women and head of Vizzo, prepared the law for equal rights for women and family. It was denied, but the final law, which was very much reduced in scope, was actually accepted, but she wouldn't vote for it. And she said, I don't want to take part in something that may confuse the public, because they may think that this law actually gives a full women's rights. She abstained and she quit the Knesset. I'm very proud of her and the entire team who actually established Israel at that time. That's the greatest achievement, that we were successful to create a Jewish state. It's a miracle, I would say. This is what they signed for. And this is what they fought for. The Declaration of Independence is kind of the Big Bang of Israel. It's a singularity point, and that's it. You cannot change it. I would sign it as is without any change. I think we partly lived to the ideals of the Declaration of Independence and partly did not. The spirit of the Declaration is strong, but the implementation is weak in some of the areas. The fact that there are so little number of women in the Knesset, for example, or in high roles, right? You can see that. The suppression of women from the Kotel, 
they have a special small place in synagogues, right? They cannot go with everyone else in the front. They need to be in the back in a special place. It's very problematic. What we have today is not an equality for women law, not according to her. In schools, in education, in academia, and in high-tech industry, I think we made a lot of progress. But general rights at home and in synagogues, we didn't make a lot of progress. Wherever women can serve technically, they should serve. My daughter is a, an officer in the army, and she's doing fabulous, fabulous, better than men. And the country should take advantage of that. Equality is something that is very natural. The more freedom women have, it would be a better society. Mitch Ginsberg and Lev Cohen are the senior producers of Signed, Sealed, Delivered. Our staff also includes Yochai Meital, Zev Levi, Adina Karpuch, Jamal Rishek, Hadas Kidron, Shoshana Sara, Shira Shans Khalil, Ross Bordeaux, Yael Ben Chorin, and Rotem Tzin. Sela Weisblum is our sound engineer. Zev Levi scored and sound designed the episode, with music from Blue Dot Sessions. Our music consultants are Tomer Kariv and DJ Yoni Turner. And our dubber is Becca Sykes. The episode was recorded in our very own Nomi Studios. You can catch up on all our regular Israel Story episodes, as well as the other signed, sealed, delivered minisodes on our site, israelstory.org, or by searching for Israel Story wherever you get your podcasts. You can and should also check out our home at timesofisrael.com slash podcasts. And, of course, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all under Israel Story. If you're interested in sponsoring episodes of Israel Story, email us at sponsor at israelstory.org. This series is dedicated to the memory of my beloved father, David Harmon who was a true believer in the values of the Declaration of Independence, in Zionism, in democracy, and most of all, in equality. I'm Mishi Harman, and we'll be back next time with another installment of Signed, Sealed, Delivered, and a completely different perspective on Israel's Declaration of Independence. Till then... Shalom, shalom, and yalla Look at me, I'm a beautiful creature. I don't care about your modern time preacher. Welcome, boys, too much noise. I will teach you. You forgot how to play My teddy bear's running away The Barbie got something to say hey, 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 hey. My son says leave me alone I'm taking my Pikachu home You're stupid just like you're smart so. Wonder Woman, don't you ever forget You're divine and he's about to regret He's a buck up buck up I'm not your daughter
Infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim. Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.